Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Candor Podcast. Logan Hurley, he joins us today. He's a personal trainer at Discover Strength in Minnesota. He's also the author of How to Look Good Naked, The Least Amount of Effort to Look the Best with Your Clothes Off. So he, this is his second go on the show. So Logan, welcome back. If you want to learn more about Logan, first of all, I'll link to the first episode. We won't have to go through all that because there's, there's a lot to learn about. Him. But Logan, thanks for joining us again, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's good to be back, man. I, I still can't tell you how much I appreciate you saying the whole title of the book. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's there, right? I mean, it is. How, it to, is. Look, how to look good naked? It's like okay, <laughs> but then with the le- ah, I got at least least, which I kind of brought this up. I, I never circled back to it. It's funny how you put the least amount of effort because it takes a lot of effort. Yeah, but it's not as much like the effort part isn't as great as we might make it to be. We don't. That's a whole other freaking podcast. But yeah, I guess I guess it's how you define effort or volume. I think I was getting more at the that's the yeah. concise effort over a shorter period of time is gonna get you better results as opposed to you don't have to go five days a week for three hours, like I'm right. sure you and I have both done at some point in our, our illustrious yes. training careers. <laughs> yeah, like I felt bad if I didn't if I didn't stay at least an hour and a half, you know. Yeah. Work out for strength for an hour, and then it had to be at least 30 to 45 minutes of cardio after every single time, and it's just a waste of time. Um, And sometimes before and after, if I was feeling really frisky, right? Yeah, if I didn't didn't have class, what else am I going to do? I'm going to go to the bar or something, right? Yeah, exactly. So so when we got off, we kind of text back and forth, and we wanted to do another podcast. Um, So we had this idea, and I think this is going to be very beneficial. If you are a coach or a trainer listening, I think this is going to be very beneficial in terms of helping your clients get the most out of their their workouts. And if you are a client, if you're someone working with a trainer, or even if you're not working with a trainer, this is going to be beneficial um, just to to make the most and get the the best benefits out of your own workout and to to see greater results. Now, I do want to say one caveat because I was listening to a podcast today and the guest said a lot of people, they don't want to spend a whole lot of time with preparation for the workouts. You know, we're such, yeah. we see them for such a small amount of time and they kind of just want to get in. They want to be concise. They want to get a good workout and they want to move on. They want to stop thinking about it because the rest of their day, you know, it, it's not about the workout. I totally understand that. So if you are, if you're that person, maybe, maybe these aren't going to be directly directed towards you. And if you're a coach or a trainer who has clients like this, then maybe a little bit of nuggets here and there might help them during the workout. Um, it might help maybe clarify why they're not losing or, or yeah, why they're not losing uh, fat or why they're not getting maybe a strong or why they're not seeing some of the benefits that they should be seeing. And there, there's more than just those two, fat and, and strength. There, there's more than that. So 
if you take a little bit of this and kind of sprinkle it throughout your workouts with, with those kind of clients, I think that's great. Now there are going to be those clients who are gung ho, who as soon as I step in the door, their minds are locked in. They're like, they they're, I think they're far and few between, but they love training. They love working yeah. out. They love the process. They love seeing you as, you know, uh, being invested in them. They love the effort that you put in. So that's my, that's my caveat. I, I think there's, you know, it's not, this is not going to be for every single person out there. Would you agree? I, I would say so. I mean, I, again, I feel like you you prepared slightly differently than I did. <laughs> I, I kind of approach this as like the things that I think anyone can do if they want to be as successful as possible. So okay. I would say, and, and we'll see as we kind of parse through this list, you know, whether you only want to give me that 30 minutes, one to say three times per week, or you are everything I say, you're just falling over me to get as much information as possible. I think the, the list that I tried to put together are the, the five things that will make anybody the most successful in any sort of, of fitness endeavor that they're, they're trying to take under. Okay. So. Okay. So, so a couple of different perspectives. That, and that's good, I think. So our idea is we are each going to give our top five, I, I hate saying tips, but you know, it's, <laughs> it, 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 it sounds cheesy, but uh, top five tips or rec- recommendations, let's say that's more professional. That's better. There you top go. Top professional recommendations. recommendations. Top five <laughs> fitness professional recommendations <laughs> um, in order from five. So maybe least important or least necessary all the way to number one. And then, uh, so, so I'll, I'll have you start, give number five, and then I'll give mine. And then we'll go all the way to number one. And then we'll go back through and kind of, kind of describe why. And, uh, and then we'll just wrap the thing up and people can kind of uh, pick and choose what they feel necessary. But, for sure. um, okay, I think you're going to be really surprised on how, <laughs> how we, it's, it's probably the, the uh, I was kind of worried that you were like, with like a a blackboard or something like marking off reasons and like (laughs) having your team on it and stuff. So I, I spent spent a lot of time yesterday just kind of by myself doing this. And then I asked a couple clients about it. And then I asked um, uh, trainers at different levels about it and just kind of get different feedback. But this is, these are my solid top five, I think. Um, But anyway, okay, let's get it started. Logan top five, starting with number five, uh, valuable information that you that you would tell a client to get the most out of their training appointment? So I would say for number five for me, and I just have basically single words for all of these, maybe a couple words for each, but the first one is just diet. Um, and what I mean by that is let's do something different, whatever that is. If you want to try keto, if you read how to look good naked and you want to try intermittent fasting or, um, you know, calorie limitations, the standard just let's minimize, you know, let's subtract 350 calories a day from your, your metabolic rate and try to burn a pound of fat every, every 10 days, whatever it is, let's get you out of the, the customary normal activity that you're doing with your diet and do something different, whether it's complicated or it's simple, you know, this whole thing is really going to start um, kind of with, with changing your diet a little bit for, for 99% of people, I would say. Right. And remember, we're going to go back through the list. Gotcha. Sorry. Everything. So that's okay. So number five for me would be punctuality. Okay. That's a great All right. One. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 
and we'll, we'll kind of dive back in, but that's, that's my number five. Be punctual for your appointment. Don't show five minutes late. You don't have to be 30 minutes early, but, but five minutes, but, uh, but be, be punctual. Uh, so what's your number four? Okay, so I'll be a little more uh, succinct then. I would just put scheduling, and then in parentheses, I had commitment, so, so kind of similar to, to punctuality. Okay. Commitment. I like that. Okay. Um, then my number, now my number four is repeat the workout. Come to your next workout. So that's kind of, that's, I think that it would be actually very similar to uh, your number four, scheduling. Yeah. Get to the next one. Um, okay, you're number three. I, wouldn't it be funny if we were identical the rest of the way? All right. It'd um, be great. Yeah, <laughs> we would just end the podcast immediately. Yeah, right there. Exactly. Uh, okay, I had realistic goal setting. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. All right. Okay, mine. So, so we aren't different. That we are. We are different then, because mine. I is, guess we'll keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I guess I'm not retiring on this. Um. <laughs> Mine is, sorry, I'm just trying to take notes and this isn't working for me. All right, great setup I have. Um, mine is re recover. Take time to recover. Uh, don't overdo it and we'll dive more into that. So that's my number three. What about you? Uh, for two, I had hard work. Oh, yeah, sorry, and then sorry. in parentheses, I had their uh, ability to be coached. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. That's, that's great, because my number two is also listen to directions, be coachable. That's great. Um, okay, and then number one, your number one recommendation. Nutrition. And we can dive into how that's different than diet, um, okay. but that's, that's what I had for number one. Okay. Um, and mine is sleep. Love it. And, and I think that also is it could be kind of coupled into the recovery aspect, but I do have, uh, I think they are different and, and we'll, and we'll talk about that too. So, um, sure. you kind of gave, so you, you already dove into a little bit of, of your number five, but uh, talk a little bit more about that. You said diet. So I, I think this probably applies most specifically to like people that are coming in the door that are like, I want to this is my first time. I've never done this, or it's been 20 years, um, or even somebody who who has had an exercise background in some perspective, but is just trying to get back up to speed with things. To me, the most effective thing you can do to start creating habitual change is just changing the activities of daily living for yourself. And what I mean by that is getting out of the normal habits you have of, you know, I eat whatever I want. I go to McDonald's five times a week. I just do this at my lunch break. Like let's start making healthy eating choices, whatever mm -hmm. that looks like. And for a lot of people, it's going to be, I heard about veganism or whatever it is through my cousin. And I want to try that. Okay, let's try it, but let's do it in a way that's going to be the most successful for you. Right. Let's get you out of a, a pattern essentially. Yeah. Like if, and, and I, I think just to add on to that, now I think that's a great way to go about it. Excuse me. If you're looking at a diet, it's, you know, it, I think finding something that works for you long-term and you can make it a lifestyle, this is your normal. So you yeah. can't, so, so then you change that word diet to lifestyle. This is just what yeah. I do. 
and and I think that kind of jumps ahead to later without being a spoiler okay. alert, right? But okay. but really, that's that's what it is. Is it's like you know, you ha- we all have these patterns that we just kind of develop over time. And especially with fitness, when people think about exercise, it's like, what can I do to kind of rock the boat a little bit to shake your foundation? And for most people, if they start on any new dietary program, it's going to be pretty boring because they don't know what to do. And that's not a bad thing. Like, let's just get you eating chicken and vegetables. If that's all you know that is healthy, let's do that for a little while. I don't think it's sustainable in the long term. But let's just try to try to you know rock the boat a little. I think yes, yeah, that makes meant. sense. That that makes so. complete sense. So to expand on my number five, which is the punctuality piece, <clears throat> yeah. So when I said so, I, and I'm not sure if this is the same with your location, but I have people come in. You know, if they have a 30 minute appointment, sometimes people sprinkle in anywhere between three minutes early to seven minutes late. And that, that's honestly, that, that's kind of like the fluctuation point. A three-minute early is great. Um, three to five minutes early would be my recommendation, especially if you have some type of warm-up that you either like to do, whether it's foam rolling, stretching, um, walking, elliptical. I mean, just to get yourself in the headspace. Like, we, we know that jumping on an elliptical isn't going to do much. It's not going to be that beneficial for your strength workout. But if it gets you in that headspace of like, I'm here, this is what I'm getting ready to do, um, then great, let's do that. And because we all know showing up late or showing up right on time, which is okay, which is, it's great, actually. It's, it's better than showing up seven minutes late, yeah. right? I mean, I, I appreciate <laughs> that. You're right on time. But that, that kind of, it, it puts a rushed process, I think, into, into the workout because probably like you, I like to talk to the person, hey, how you feeling? You know, how was your last night? What'd you do last night? Um, you know, anything we need to be concerned about today. And if you're showing up late consistently, the, all of that gets pushed to the very end or to, yeah. to, the, to the very back burner. And then as you're like, okay, let's go to the leg press. You know, you're seven minutes late. We don't have much time. I've got somebody coming in after you. Why are you rushing me, Eric? <laughs> exactly. Really, we have to start with this. It's like, if you want to get the yeah. whole workout in, if you want to be as impactful as possible, then yeah, we have to go here. And then halfway through the workout, then you find out, um, you know, something might be wrong or something, maybe they're not in like that gym at their all headspace. So, yeah. Um, so showing up early, being punctual uh, is always, uh, I think is, is definitely is something to, to consider. Yeah. And I, I would agree a hundred percent. I mean, we don't even have ellipticals or treadmills at any discover strength locations but we advocate 10 to 15 minutes early for our clients. And honestly, I I can think of a guy that's going to come in today. He comes in every Monday and Thursday and his appointment's at 4.15. And we've kind of created a monster with him because he's there 10 to the hour every day. And he just waits. And sometimes we get to start him early because we have like a little, um, you know, kind of huddle that we do before that. And other days he's just happy to be there because in all reality, he's still even getting there 30 minutes early some days, spending less time in the gym than he would be if he was doing this thing on his own. And that's just something we've kind of ingrained in them. And on top of the punctuality is making sure, you know, on my part, that I'm always super punctual as well. Because there's nothing worse as a trainer than feeling like you're you're holding somebody up who's there and anxious to get going. So. Right. And 
and, and if train if a trainer's consistently late, then there there is an issue. And yeah. um, I mean, punctuality should be at the top of any trainer's list. Be, be sure. punctual. Be be prepared for the workout. I mean, you should. You're heading into a meeting, an expensive meeting. That person yeah. expects you to be there on time and prepared. So right. Um, okay, so you're number four. I had scheduling and a commitment, and I think this this runs in really well with punctuality as well. But again, I, I guess I was kind of approaching this from like somebody who's coming to me for the first time. Maybe it's been a while. Maybe it's their first time ever. The first thing I like to do after maybe kind of discussing, hey, if we want to make changes, we got to look at some dietary stuff, uh, is going to be let's get you scheduled out from here until the end of time, you know, for forever and ever. Amen. Let's get you on a recurring schedule, something that you can commit to now. If that's one day a week, great. Give me one day for 30 minutes. If it's twice a week, great. We don't really do three times. Occasionally we will. But if you want to do that and that's going to get you jazzed up, heck yeah, let's book it Monday, Wednesday, Friday and get you committed. Um, because one, for retention's sake, that's just such a good business practice instead of just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. And then two, it's it's on their books now, right? They feel obligated to be there because it's in their planner, it's in their phone or whatever it is. Um, and there's just that social contract that goes along with now they have to break this commitment. But if it's not there, they don't have to worry about, you know, breaking it down. So that's all, all good points. And I think um, to kind of dovetail off that just a little bit, I've, asked, I've had clients ask me that maybe don't have a set schedule every week, you know, like in particular realtors, for instance, you know, they'll, they'll have their schedules are all over the place. And I yep. totally get that. I literally even asked me like, hey, you ever thought about doing online scheduling? So I just jump on. I'm like, I have thought about it. The benefit is it gives you tons of flexibility, but then that also means, you know, you're, you're probably going to miss out a week at a time or two weeks at a time. If, we're schedule, if you schedule with me right now yep. and we, look, we take a look at our schedule, we match up. I understand that things happen and people need to move around. That's fine. But at least you have to contact me and say, hey, what else do you have? And then we can get you yep. in. Um, otherwise, I, I love having, I would say 90 98% of the people that I work with have, have the exact same schedule every single week. So it's yeah. just, it's on the books. It's a meeting just like anything else. So that's very valuable. Yeah. The, the last thing I want to say on that, cause I know we kind of address this as potentially towards trainers too, is depending yeah. on your situation, like discover strength, we use mind body. Um, so we do use online scheduling. So yeah. that makes it a little bit easier for convenience sake, but as the trainer, I always try to go out of my way to, to still have that transaction of let's sit down, Eric, and I will physically schedule you out. Now, if you need to go back and change something online, you can do that. You can contact me, but mm -hmm. I, I hesitate to let people just go, yeah, just figure it out. Go on MindBody, you know, sign up with us. Um, so I think yeah. somebody who's in your situation <laughs> where it's, where it's, you're kind of running your own show. It's different, you, right? Yeah. It makes, right. makes a lot more sense to do it in person. But even if you are at a bigger environment, like I'm, I am, I think it's still like that extra moment of just sitting down and being like, Hey, let's, let's lock this up for the next month. Just goes a really long way to get people to, to be committed. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Two, two different outlooks, uh, two different business models. That, that's a good point. I mean, it's a point of contact. You're making yeah. a point of contact with that person. So for sure. Uh, so I, paid, I think I paid attention in business school, business class. <laughs> um, okay. So my, my number four was, was it number, number four, right? Yeah. Yes. Number four. Yeah. My, my number four is repeat the workout, which 
is basically what you just said. Don't yep. skip your next workout. Yep, life happens. People get sick, especially now. Like, you know, I don't want a sick person in the gym. So don't worry. If you're sick, I'm not going to charge you. Stay the hell away. Get better. I'll see you at our next appointment. Um, but if you, if it's because you don't want to go to the gym, you know, you're just not having that great of a day. That's everybody has those days. You know, you and I have those days. I get, I totally understand that. But to bail out on something that you're trying to get better at and trying to see progress on, uh, you know, this kind of goes back into uh, being, being punctual, like come in and just tell me that you're having that kind of day because the workout can be adjusted for that. You know, if, yeah. if you're not going to give it your all kind of day, we don't have to beat numbers today. We don't have to get that extra rep today, you know, come in and, and do it, but don't, don't skip workouts. Um, if you're, especially if you're scheduling ahead and you got them booked out, make most of them, you know, try yeah. to get to as many as you possibly can stay, stay the course, stay the commitment. It, it's a long-term road, you know, vacations happens, things like that. We totally get it, but um, try to stay as committed as possible even on those days where you look at your own schedule and life is just you know kids work meeting lunch workout and then the rest of the day you know kids dinner sleep like yeah. try to get that workout in yeah uh just just on that point because i think that's great is is one of the things i really advocate and we're big proponents of app discover strength just because surprise people don't love to stay in minnesota for the winter months um, is, is just making sure that we use our resources with other companies around the country, um, as well as we have like a travel document we'll send to people. So it's like, even if you're not with me, do your workout on the day you do your workout. I'll send you some tips and tricks to go do it in the hotel. Or if you go to Arizona, we have a lot of people that go down to Arizona. Um, you know, the snowbirds here, there's a, a place we're really good friends with called basic training, uh, Bill Crawford. I don't know if you've heard of him. I know, but he's, he's been on the podcast. Yeah. 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 So Bill's place down there, we, we send probably a dozen people a year to go train with him when they're, you know, out of Minnesota for the winter, because we don't want them to get out of that habit. And like you said, you know, over the long term, you want to keep repeating those things and get in, build that habit up. So exactly. Yep. Um, okay, so you're number three. I had realistic goal setting. And um, what I really mean by this is, you know, this kind of goes into talking to your trainer, what are your genetics, you know, what is what is going to be realistic for you, you know, if you've, if you've never had, um, you know, whether it's with women, I think we kind of talked about this last time, like, if you've never looked like a ballerina, odds are you're not going to look like a ballerina, right? Like if you've never had a female weightlifters physique, you're not all of a sudden at age 50 going to balloon into like Miss Universe, right? It's just not going to happen. So being realistic with knowing your body type and then over the long term, like using the different tools you have to track your goals. So if you come into me and you say, I want to lose 50 pounds in two months, I'm going to tell you that's not realistic right? But 50 pounds in six months, yeah, if you really dial stuff in, it's possible. But what do we have to do to get you there? And it's things like taking photos, um, you know, doing before and after pictures, using a tool like a bod pod or an in-body, um, you know, being consistent with your workout so I can show you objectively that you're getting stronger over time. Like, allow me to use these different tools 
to show how you're changing, regardless of yeah. if you see those changes on the scale. So, yeah, I think I, I really like this one because I think it, it shows, um, I know there, there are too many trainers that will, I just had this conversation the other day, actually, how about how when someone comes in with those, with these giant expectations and they place all of this on you, the, the trainer, the coach, and then you, the trainer, the coach just say, okay, yeah, let's get to work <laughs> with, with no explanation. Just say, okay, I understand you want to drop, you know, to 13 or 10% body fat. Don't we all like, that would be amazing. Okay. Here's what it takes to do that. Yeah. Let's look at, let's, let's look at your life and what it takes to do that. Do they match? If it doesn't, okay, let's, let's put you in some realistic options for, for your life. What, where does this exercise thing fit into your lifestyle? Because if you're not getting paid to do it for a living, the chances are the results that you're looking for, if they're that high, aren't going to happen. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's, there are nice ways to say that. We can dial it back a little bit and break it down. But having like literature, having things up front, having the conversation up front, checking in with people, um, having things to, to, to document and to, and to trace, those are all huge. Yeah. And I, I, this makes me think of your, your conversation with um, – Gosh, his name is escaping me right now. The PT, I told you I listened to you guys talking together, Doctor. God, what is oh his yes, name? I I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, off the top of my head, it's kind of escaping me too. Yeah, but you know, you know who I'm saying. Just having a referral network. Bryce Lee, Doctor Bryce. Bryce Lee, Doctor Bryce Lee. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. you know, whether it's PTs or in in this case, maybe specifically nutritionists, somebody that you can refer people to, and as the trainer, maybe it's not my place to go 20% decrease in body fat over three months is probably not realistic. But hear it from this, you know, PhD, RDRN, who can tell you, hey, that's not going to happen. So, so having those tools in your back pocket to kind of refer people out that way as well. And the, the last thing I, I just wanted to touch on here, because we, we talked about this last time, and just re reminds me of this is, this is where old people are the best. Cause it's like, if you get yeah, an man. 80 year old, it's like, all they want to do is stand up. Like yep. those goals are the kind of goals I'm all about. Cause what I really want you to do is be able to travel to Arizona and lift your own bag above your head. And we can do that. Right. Like there's right. no 75 year olds I'm getting that are like, I want to have a six pack. Like It's, it's not yeah, happening that's true. for the most part. That's a good, so. that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. There might be one out there. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was your number three, right? My number three. Yep is recover and uh, i'm talking about re recovering from the workout there's a there's a lot to go into this so I'll, I'll try to like just keep it keep it condensed but um drinking enough water before the workout so you know leading up to your workout during your workout after your workout staying hydrated simple things like that and then i actually wrote down don't eat like an asshole um but i think i can just go in but to really like find someone to work with to start helping you make to start helping you make uh, better eating decisions that fit into your lifestyle that fit your goals, and and be committed to it. Um, and then another thing that I would add on this I didn't have written down, but it kind of popped into my head. I think we kind of talked about this also is if, if you are working with a, uh, a specifically a strength trainer two to three times a week, 
monitor the other activities that are going on outside. Are you doing outside of the, the workout with your trainer? Are you going to Pilates often? Are you running often? Are you doing um, yoga, kickboxing, jujitsu, like, you know, all these other activities, which are good. They are very good. How much are you doing them? Are you giving yourself a break? Do you have rest time? Do you, are you trying to cram too much in? Because even though they're different than strength training and they, they, they can add benefits to your workout and vice versa, doing too much can just lead to these chronic um, conditions that you, you and I probably see all the time, achy knees, stiff back, um, you know, poor sleep, um, you know, mental fog, things like that. Doing too much, we get into the state of overtraining. Basically, if you're if you're doing these things, you know, if you have a, a strength workout in the morning, then you go to Pilates in the afternoon, then you have kickboxing at night, and you're doing that week in week out, and you just feel like crap most of the time, then you know we, we can start to dissect that and uh, and find the appropriate uh, time and place for each of those. Yeah, for sure. And you know, this is something we talk about at discover strength a lot just because we have so many people who especially once they get started and because our clientele is a little I would say upper middle class for the most part anyways lots of disposable income so you've got people who are doing kickboxing five days a week and then they come to us once or twice a week and then they're doing pilates and yoga and all these things exactly and it's like well why am I not getting stronger well you know Martha or whoever it is like you're you're literally doing 20 hours of fitness things every week and what I try to do and what we try to do as a company is is really early on explain the difference between exercise and recreation Um, and that's something that I don't know if you've read any of Ken Hutchins stuff but he does a phenomenal job of breaking down the difference and it's like recreation can be good for us right but Pilates is not exercise it's just not Um, no matter how you cut it it's not um, yoga is not exercise. I would argue that, you know, there's, there's physiological benefits from those things potentially, but they're by no means even close to being equal. So it's like, let's prioritize what we're doing here. And then if you want to be active, yeah, by all means be active, but like, let's be smart about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're, if you're changing your physi- your physiology here, if, if you're doing that, then you're getting to that, that, well, we won't go down that road, but the, you're right. There yeah. are, there needs to be some, some, some definitions for sure. Um, yeah, I agree. Okay. Number two, go for it. Uh, number two, I had hard work and the ability to be coached. And I think this is kind of a, um, you know, it could be a conglomeration of some of our other points too, but basically mm-hmm. being, this isn't just in session though. I think that's super important, right? Like we know the research points to simply having somebody there is going to allow you to push yourself further, right? If you're open to coaching um, and and feedback in real time, like you're going to get more out of yourself than you ever would be able to on your own. But this also goes into, you know, one of the big things we talk about at Discover Strength is is creating a relationship. We call it the one thing um, where people feel comfortable from the gate coming to me as their trainer and asking me any of the questions that they have in anything regarding fitness. So if you hear something from your friend um, about Pilates or about kickboxing, or you read an article from somebody online and then gets you thinking that maybe you should be doing more X, Y, or Z, 
bring it to me because I want to teach you. I want to be, you know, whatever information I have at my disposal, I want to be able to share with you. So hard work in the sense of in the moment, I want you to physically push yourself as hard as is humanly possible or as hard as is humanly possible for you at this specific moment. But then also just the ability to, you know, have some humility and, and ask, how do I do this? And my end of that thing is if I don't know the answer, I just tell you, I don't know. And I go find somebody who does. So, right. I really don't think I have anything to add to that. I think that was perfect. I think that was the perfect (laughs) response. No, that was really good. Cause it also kind of, (laughs) because my number two is also uh, listen to directions. Yep. And the way I thought about this was, um, you know, be able to be able to be coached, have that ability to be open, um, to know that, no, we're not trying to hurt you. And we don't stay up all night thinking about you know, diabolical things to do. It's not what we do. Uh, one, well, yeah, okay. Cool. <laughs> Depending on the person. Um, but really when I said, listen to directions, the note that I made was limit conversations during the workload, during the effort time. Mm. And that's probably one of the hardest things for me to do in my setting because it is so different. So let's say even in my head, I had the, the ideal workout plan and I'm going over to the leg press. Somebody jumps on the leg press in front of me. You know, I've got a little bit more time. Now I'm going to go back over here and we're going to do a, um, let's say we do a, a dumbbell goblet squat or something instead. You know, there is a little bit more downtime in between exercises or conversation. And sometimes that conversation can bleed over into the exercise. Yeah. You know, so when it starts to get really hard, occasionally you have some, and some people don't do this. Some people are like, look, I sit down, the conversation stops. Let me, let me finish this first. And then, okay, good. Let's, let's finish this out. Um, but then some people expect the conversation to keep going. So they expect me to hold the conversation and that person have the conversation for me to count reps, Yeah. <laughs> you know, to make adjustments, to coach them, to tell them they're doing good. And you can only do, you can only do one or the other. So yeah have that have that ability to um to know when to put in the effort and when to be able to to cut excuse me to cut back just a little bit um i think is is huge not that it doesn't hurt the relationship you're building with your trainer you know you're going to have that relationship of you know how how are the kids how are the grandkids what did you do last night how the how was that movie all of those things are still going to be there at least in in you know in in my setting um so a little, a little exercise disruption is probably good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I mean, I just kind of like the, the idea too. And I, I sometimes <laughs> wish we had like a sign on the wall that said this. It's like, if you're doing reps, shut up, you know, like yeah. I'm all about conversation and, you know, I love our clients and I love learning about their lives. Um, but if you're on rep eight and you're still able to say a full sentence, you're probably not working hard enough. So we either need to increase your weight or, or you can at least act like you're, you're having a tough time and try to try to (laughs) pretend that you can't tell me about, you know, the movie you just saw or whatever it is. So. Yeah. I I think, I think there's a lot of value to be, to, to be said in that one to listen, listen to directions, be able to hear your coach, your trainer, understand what they're asking for. Um, and be present, be in the moment. Same, same for the coach, put your phone down. Every once in a while, I understand if something pops up, like, you know, 
you have a sick kid at home, hey, sorry, I have a sick kid. You know, if I get a phone call, I'm gonna have to answer this or something like that. But um, you know, those, those kind of things matter. Be present, be aware, understand that it's gonna take some effort on both parts. So yeah, for sure. Cool, good. All right, drum roll number one. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, so I had nutrition and, and we kind of touched on this. And to me, nutrition is the long term, what is sustainable approach to diet and exercise. Like I, I look at nutrition as a holistic approach to just overall health and well-being. So, you know, how are you treating your body all through the day? I think it's kind of all encompassing. And maybe I could have used a different word for this, but obviously what you put in your mouth is super important, right? When it comes to recovery. Um, you know, the supplements, I'm not a huge fan of, I think there are a few that are effective. So I I don't necessarily mean supplementation, but protein, right? Whether you're getting exogenously or or just normally through the food you're, you're consuming, um, making sure you're getting enough protein, which a lot of my clients aren't when they first come to me, um, finding a diet that works for you. So if you do decide to go to the vegan route, um, which I hope most of my clients don't, (laughs) um, you know, making sure that there will be some supplementation that has to go into that, right? Like, let's make sure you're getting enough B12, omega-3s, all these things. Like, it's going to take, you know, thought, like deep thought and work into what should your daily routine look like. And that's, that's kind of what I mean. Like, whether you're meal prepping or you're committing to fasting 16 hours a day, um, you're sticking to whatever kind of diet it is, what can you do forever not just something that we're trying to get to you know over so we look good in a bikini what are we committed to doing for the long term so yeah no i think more than anything else yeah that's huge and and understanding that things may change and even you mentioned your people traveling like how do they fit that how do they fit that nutrition piece into travel time into their workload is it meal prep? Do they need to do a little bit more meal prep? Like understanding that whole, that whole thing. And that's, um, that's, that, those are, those are hard conversations to have in the moment. You know, like th- those are like separate coaching sessions. I'll, I, I yeah. think, um, which is actually something that I do with my clients now. Like I have totally separate appointments set up for, for coaching. If you want extra coaching, if you want to talk a little bit about nutrition during the appointment, we can do that. But, but remember what I just said, like, yeah. We've got a lot of other stuff going on. How much of this are you going to even retain when you're in rep 12 and I ask you for three more, you know? Yeah. So, um, so, so, so I a hundred percent agree. That's, that's awesome. This, I think, um, my number one kind of ties into my number three, which was recover. <clears throat> but so my number one was get enough sleep. And of course, I, I wish everybody could get a minimum, you know, seven hours a night. How amazing would that be? That'd be incredible. Yeah. Uh, and for a lot of people with super busy lives, you know, raise your hand. Everybody has one. It, it's very hard unless you're making it a priority like everything else. So I think if you, if people who are really, really looking to get an, uh, you know, a little bit of an edge, getting, getting down a nighttime routine. So what do you do when you come home? You know, the, I, I wear, so for instance, when I come home, I know that I have, uh, depending on the day, I am going to have my daughter until my wife gets off of work. Luckily she works from home. So she comes down. I immediately put, uh, you start cleaning bottles, things like that. Uh, and then we have dinner. And then as soon as it starts to get dark outside, which right now 
is you know, 515, 530. Yeah. It's pitch black. <laughs> I start to minimize the lights in the house also. I actually wear blue light, yeah. um, blue blockers. Or, and yeah. I look a huge dork. I sound like a huge dork talking about it. But it's part and of my process. I'm, I'm dorking out with you. I got them in the other room. So <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I do that religiously. Um, and then we, we try to minimize our our uh, our TV intake after a certain time. Within a couple hours of bedtime, we might watch a show together occasionally. Weekends were a little bit more flexible. Um, and then when it comes to actually uh, someone's bedtime, so that, that's just my that's just my suggestion. Try to get a nighttime routine down that gets you into bed that allows you to get enough sleep before your workout the next day. Even if you have an after work workout, getting a good night's sleep before is going to be huge. If you have an early morning workout, if your workout's at five or six a.m., it's going to talk. You're going to take a little bit more structure to do that, but um, but you you can make it happen. So, and then bed like actual getting into bed sleep time settings are also you know getting the right temperature in your room in into the sixties that hopefully no warmer than 68 degrees around between 62 and 68, I think is a lot of the research is talking about. If you have to yeah. have ambient noise in the background, getting that set up, having it pitch black. So I can't sleep with a night mask on. I've tried. I just can't do it. But um, trying to get as much darkness in that room as possible. Now, if you have a child that doesn't sleep that <laughs> good, like, like we do, it's going to take a lot more so you kind of find ways that fit your lifestyle. And, sure. um, you know, if you know, and we're going to go down, go down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, but, you know, reducing alcohol, it will definitely help you sleep. Maybe not eating so much uh, within a couple hours of going to bed. So your body has time to rest and digest, um, cutting off liquids a couple hours before bed. So maybe you're not being disrupted and going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Yep. So a lot of things to consider, but, for me, I think that would be my number one recommendation if, if people could really focus on it, but it's very, very hard. Yeah. And, and I think those are two number ones go together really well because you yeah. even touched on some points that one really trickles into the other, right? So with the nutrition piece, like I think recommending that people cut out alcohol for the most part over the long term is a great yeah. piece of advice. But the way that I kind of ordered this is that these are the kind of the things that I'm trying to, you know, diet piece, meaning like starting off super easy. Hey, let's just change the way you eat working up towards, Hey, now I've earned your trust. Now I've been working together for a little while. What's the missing piece? Logan, tell me, I've been doing this for three months. I'm feeling really good, but something's lacking. How do I take this to the next level? Let's yeah. try cutting out booze for a month. Let's try really sticking with your diet, whether it's, you know, all those things you talked about, making sure you're um, limiting food before you go to bed, limiting liquids before you go to bed, but still getting enough water throughout the day. Right. Hey, let's try to mess with some sleep pattern stuff. If somebody comes in off the street, they don't want my advice on that the first day right. they walk in. Like, hey, Eric, let me tell you what you need to do. Besides this workout over here, you should start using blue blockers and uh, stop drinking, <laughs> right. bud. And be like, get the yeah. fuck out of here. Like, that's very you have true. To earn, yeah, you have to earn that trust from someone. And I think that's part of it over, over the long term and kind of being the ability to be coach, right? Like, how do we continue to put these little pieces in people's lives that's going to help them get the most benefit out of this thing in the long run. So, yeah, absolutely. And I, you, you mentioned this earlier, earlier, but 
having those conversations with people up front and letting them know what, they, what they're going to get into. So giving them a little bit of information and then slowly dripping it in. And, uh, and I think um, uh, I was listening to Lawrence Neal's podcast and he, and he talked about how Discover Strength has a very good system of like implementing those kind of strategies. So I, I yeah. applaud you guys for doing that. Um, I think I, for, for the way I run things, I, since I'm you know solo practitioner more or less, I, I tend to do that in terms of um, a, a monthly newsletter. Things that I find interesting that I know could benefit people. As soon as you um, start, start training with me, I put your name on my list and you start getting um, the monthly newsletter that has ideas about how to improve sleep, um, how, ways to reduce alcohol consumption, or, or actually it would be more about ways to reduce sleep. Um, is alcohol beneficial to you? And, yeah. you know, things like that. So it's not, it's not so hard stance because it's so ingrained in people's lives to have a drink after work, which great. That's awesome. I'm, I, I live in Kentucky, man. It's the you know, bourbon capital of the United States. Yeah. Like I've got a great bourbon collection. I, I, I like the occasional cocktail. What are your, again, what are your goals? Here's what it takes to get there. Here's how we get started. Yeah, for sure. We could have probably I, I began think, and ended with that comment and then just wrap. Yeah, <laughs> but that's probably probably a good time to wrap it then. <laughs> uh, did you have something else to say? Uh, no, I I mean you just got me thinking about. Were you listening to Simon Shawcross on? Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, so he's he's great, and I I think the the piece you're kind of talking about too that he mentioned was like, don't over like we have so many benefits, right? Like the laundry list of things that you get yeah. from starting proper resistance training, it's endless, right? And it keeps building, yeah. especially as you add more pieces, but it's, you know, it's, it's choice paralysis, right? Like if we, if somebody comes in and they want to lose a little weight, let's focus on that. What are the few things I can control and sell them on? Let's do that. Mm. Like if they come in and they're, I, yeah. I can't sleep. I've got some advice for, you know, some general tips we can do on that thing, but I don't necessarily need to sell the sleep guy on the nutrition and I don't necessarily need to sell the nutrition guy on the sleep, right? Like let's get there eventually, but let's, let's sell the person on what they're there for. <laughs> it's like, if I want to get stronger, cool. You came to the right spot, right? Um, Very good point. Very good point. So. Yep. Yeah. I think a lot of the times, and, and we can wrap it up after this, but I, I, I think a lot of times we might try to put what has worked for us as the coach and trainer. Yeah. Maybe a little too much in, into someone. If we hear, but if we hear somebody that, excuse me, if we hear somebody say, Hey man, I'm, I'm really struggling with sleep I, or, you know, I really want to edge on my nutrition. I know you food prep. Like tell me about it. I get excited because I get to share what has worked yeah, for me. For so, sure. But, th but those are very, very good points, man. Very good points. Yeah. Um, Logan, this has been a good one. I think a lot of people yeah. are going to benefit from this. This has been this is probably yeah, one of my favorite great. ones we've I've done in a long time. Um, wow, that's awesome, man. So, if people want to learn more about you, who you are, what you do, if they have any questions, comments, concerns, where's the best place to reach you? So, I would say listen to our first podcast uh, would be yep. a good place to start. I've also been on Lawrence's podcast, so High Intensity Business. I think both of those have the same title, so it's just How to Look Good Naked, the number two. Um, so you can find me there. I've got a website, uh, www.howthenumber2lookgoodnaked.com. Yep. Uh, Logan at howtolookgoodnaked.com. You can also get me at uh, logan at discoverstrength.com. That's my work email. Um, 
probably don't Google me. There's some stuff on there that I don't want people to see. But that's fair. Um, yeah, for for the most part, I mean, it's it's out there. You know, Zuckerberg's got it for forever. So, um, right. <laughs> but but those ways are probably probably the best. Yeah. And if anybody's interested, uh, the book's available on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle as well. Always looking for for new uh, new readers. I'll, I'll I'll link all of that to the podcast again. Logan, thank you so much for for joining me again, and I appreciate course, you man. sharing your knowledge. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, always a pleasure, Eric. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com.